Tyler. Hello. You like Elizabeth Olsen? I am a fan, yes. She's getting uh, a new HBO Max limited series. Yes, I see that. Love and Death. Yes. She will play the uh, infamous Texas axe murderer. Candy. Not even going to try to butcher that last name. <laughs> but, uh, Candy Montgomery? Yeah. yeah. It looks like this is going to kind of revolve around, let's say here, killed her church-going friend with an axe in the 1980s. Yeah, I just never heard of this story, but I mean, it sounds intriguing. I'm a big fan of limited series. Yeah, I'm a big, big fan, fan of, of Yeah, so I mean, and it's HBO, so I don't really, I don't really see anything bad. No, no, I think this will, I think this will do well. I'm curious, remember like, her last like serious, serious role, like outside of the Marvel movie? No, she did that Martha May. Right. Martha May Marcy something or other. She did uh, the remake of Old Dog. Right. That's probably what I'm thinking of. That's really all I can think of, like, right off the top of my head. Like, I'm sure she's probably done other stuff, but. Yeah. I think she can probably just pick up whatever she wants now. Oh, yeah. At the level of fame that she's reached now. Very much, I would imagine, could. Pick and choose whatever she wants. It also says here, too, that uh, Hulu is doing this exact same series, too. Oh, really? Yeah, and Elizabeth uh, Moss is going to play the character. So Weird. It's always weird when, like, there's two versions. Then yeah, gotta... like, I don't... So I wonder, like, who did it first? I don't know. I'm just gonna open up that this link that says for the Hulu. I think they're both in pre-production. So weird. I mean, my preference is gonna be HBO and uh, with Olsen, but yeah, I mean for sure HBO over fucking Hulu without a doubt. Yeah, but uh, huh. weird. seems like a no-brainer to watch at least yeah well i mean anytime hbo says hey we're doing a, a fucking mini series i'm like okay cool just let me know when it airs <laughs> yeah pretty much uh it seems that we also got some interesting news for succession yeah where we're getting two new cast members and not just like oh cool so and so joined like these are as far as i'm concerned pretty big fucking joins yeah, with uh, Alexander Skarsgård and Adrian Brody both fucking joining up. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, super exciting. I I love this show. It's really good. So, I ha- haven't watched it yet, but I just added it to my queue this morning. So it's I think you'll really like it because it's very much in the vein of like billions, a, a billions or like suits, but it's HBO. So. That should be enough of a pitch, I would think. Yeah, no, I'm pretty much billions meet suits on HBO. Yeah, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, this is a uh, like that cast is already really strong. If you watch it, like it's mm-hmm. already got a ridiculous cast. Um, so to add these guys in, like, yeah, this is good. Like, I'm excited for this. Yeah, I like I love I love Alexander Skarsgård personally. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, dirty little secret, I absolutely fucking loved True Blood. I never watched True Blood. Loved True Blood. Fucking loved True Blood. And that was where, like, he came from. And then, like, shortly after that, he started getting movies like Straw Dogs, which I was also a a fan of. So, like, I'm happy that he's, like, really hitting his stride here. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Just trying to see here if it says... So it doesn't say who Adrian Brody is kind of playing, but the Skarsgård is going to play like a tech CEO. So. I 
could see him playing that role pretty well. Yeah, me too. So. No, I, well, this, like, the succession was, like, I already, I've already, I've known about it. I've kind of, like, seen it. I've kind of glimpsed over it numerous times and was like, man, maybe I should start it. Maybe I shouldn't. But, like, only, like, they added these guys for season three. So there's only two seasons. So, like, that's not a daunting catch-up to play. So, like, it's definitely going to get bumped up my list here. Yeah, and I think it's, like, ten episodes each season. Easy. Easy peasy. Yeah. I should... Should I watch True Blood? Should I? I I <laughs> fucking loved it. You, if you like HBO, man, like it's HBO, yeah. but you have to like the biggest turnoff I find when like I tell people that I'm a big fan of that. They're like, isn't that like a romantic drama comedy about fucking vampires? And I'm like, mm, yeah, kind of. Oh. They're like, yeah, no, I'm not into it. But I thought it was fucking great because it's definitely more on like the fucking actiony drama side. But I mean, right. like, the whole centerpiece is a love story where basically this one chick, Suki, played by Anna Paquin, right. she falls in love with, I can't remember the dude's name, but he's basically, like, a really old fucking vampire. And it's, like, kind of at the height of where, like, people know vampires exist, but they're, like, still outcasts in society, so they're, like, everyone knows that they're there, and there's, like, vampire bars and vampire hangouts, but they're, like, they don't have any rights. They don't have anything like they're like, okay, the rest of the world is like, we know they exist and we're going to treat them like shit. They're like third world fucking citizens. Uh, so they're kind of like on the stay away from them. Cause you have like some good vampires and then you have some bad vampires and like the whole premise is she falls in love with him and he's like one of the oldest living vampires. And the older you are as a vampire, the stronger you are. And he's kind of like, trying to push vampire rights i guess like hey like i get it we're we drink blood and we're monsters but like we still have thoughts and feelings and shit like that like we want the right to vote we want the right to representation like we want to integrate into society like we want to cohesively live next to and not be like outcast shadow reject people you know right but it's like full of blood full of guts full of gore full of nudity Full of foul language. Hmm. I liked it. I was I was a big fan. I like I don't know. I don't even know how I ended up getting into it, but I ended up like watching a couple of episodes. I think it was like I was on a a kick watching older HBO stuff. I think in this in the same time frame as when oh. I burned through the entire series of um, Oz. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think it was in that time frame, and I'm like, fuck it, what's next for HBO? True Blood? Okay, I'll check that out. And then I just got right into it. Like, right into it, and I crushed that season. Yeah, I know, like, anyone that I've talked to that likes True Blood, like, the people that like it really like it. So. I really, really liked it. If you're, like, sitting here and you're like, I don't know what show to take on next, I mean, give it a go. I mean, fair enough. so far on my recommendations, I don't think I've really failed you here, have I? No, not really. And if you like HBO, I mean, like, it's completely done in true HBO fashion. Fair enough. I will add it to the queue. I'm actually, like, in the process of, uh, eventually I'm going to get the, uh, fiance to tackle it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Just started with happy endings, so I'm, I'm going one old rewatch series at a time here. Fair enough. But yeah, anyway. Carrying on. Yeah. So, uh, Apple decided to buy another Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, they're really giving her. Yeah. Um, so he's got uh, a sci-fi film called Finch. And, uh, looks like they scooped up the rights to that. Yeah, it seems like all, like, not even just Apple TV, but, like, all of these streaming services, like, we'll get to this shortly here, but they're all, like, doubling down on fucking OG content here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, like, Apple specifically, like, they're buying all of Tom Hanks stuff, because they have... They bought Greyhound, and then they also have his, uh... Him and that Spielberg, uh... follow-up to, like, Band of Brothers, with the planes. Yeah. They're also doing that, so... I mean, Tom Hanks is not a bad person to double down on, so... 
No, I feel like that's a pretty safe gamble when you're like, mm, whose movie should we pick up? I feel like you can't really lose with a Tom Hanks film. No, considering he's probably uh, one of the greatest out there. Oh. Yeah, he would definitely be in that Hollywood royalty category. Yeah. Just trying to uh, find the plot here. See if it's something I want to watch. So, oh, here we go. In Finch. A man, a robot, and a dog form an unlikely family. And uh, Hanks plays a robotic engineer. Yeah. Who survived a cataclysmic solar event and a global apocalypse inside an underground bunker. And now on a quest to ensure that his dog is taken care of after he's gone. Hmm. Kind of seems like one of those like feel-good kind of ones. Mm-hmm. So... Hey, it's the apocalypse, and we know it's sad, but here's a feel-good story about it. Yeah, pretty much. Reminds me of, uh, what was that one that, uh, uh, fucking Harrison Ford did? Something with a dog. Seems like one of those. Oh, the racing through the rain or whatever? Yeah, or whatever that was. Seems yeah, like it's just a sad movie. Yeah. Seems like that's what this is gonna be, maybe? Oh, no, Harrison Ford did the dog sledding one. Oh, that's right. Who did the Racing Through the Rain one? Because I actually watched it not that long ago. Racing in the Rain? The Art of Racing in the Rain. That's what it was called. Okay. And that was... It was narrated by Kevin Costner. Yeah, okay. What was the dude's name? Milo... Ventimig Oh Jesus, I'm so sorry. Oh, the guy Gilia. Yeah, the guy uh from This Is Us. Yeah. With Amanda Seafried, Kevin Costner, and Kevin Costner also narrates. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I watched. That's that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that uh this is a, a movie for me, but I think it's smart for Apple. Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Apple and their interesting choices. Yeah, hopefully it pans out for them because, I mean, like, they have some interesting series and shit on their uh, their platform for sure, but yeah. I still don't think they're anywhere near, like, Prime, Netflix, HBO Max. Like, they're... They're not leaders in the space yet, and considering they like how much Apple is worth and how much money they got, like I expected them to fucking jump into the streaming market and dominate, or at least like reach, you know, the top tier of fucking streaming services fairly quickly. And like, I don't even think they're in the top five at this point. Yeah, and I, I, I think some of the problem with that, and I think we've talked about it before, is like their kind of stupid, pretentious attitude towards it. Yeah, like, that's exactly it. Every show I see in like, it feels like a pretentious TV show to me where that like, they're just trying to chase like award buzz and not yeah. entertainment, but yeah. And, uh, and not being accessible on, on all platforms. Like we've talked about that before too. Yeah. I don't understand the fucking logic there, but, and like some of their, like for all mankind is probably some of my favorite TV, you know, in the past couple of years. So like some of it is really good, but. Hmm. Some of it is like it just seems like you're trying to get like a, a good critic review and an award, right? Yeah. So yeah. But anyway. Anyway. So uh Blake Lively, she's the next one up here. She's gonna star and produce in uh Diablo Cody's Lady Killer. Yeah, that's based on uh, a Dark Horse comic. Yeah. Which, yeah, I'm alright with this. Intrigued. Yeah. I always like kind of the offbeat kind of comic adaptions, right? Yeah, so like the whole premise is like she plays a chick named Josie who, by all intent and purposes, looks like she's like the perfect 1950s housewife. But she leads a double life as a secret trained killer for hire. Yeah. So like I'm I'm intrigued. 
Yeah. I don't know if this, like, because it, it says it's coming out, it's going to be a Netflix original film. Oh, I thought it was Not, a TV show. Oh, it's a Netflix original film. So that's where I'm kind of curious as to how this is going to play out. Well, I mean, if they kind of do this kind of like in the vein of their other action movies, like uh, Old Guard or something like that, mm-hmm. they kind of do that and, you know, leave it open to do more. It, yeah. Then I'm probably all right with that. Yeah, you I know. could get behind that if it's done well. Yeah. And if they have anyone attached for writing or directing, don't see. Yeah, I didn't see anything about that either. But, but I mean, it could be done right. But I wish they would have taken like with Dark, because like Dark Horse also did Umbrella Academy and Polar. Like right off the hop, I'm thinking if this was done in the vein of Umbrella Academy, where right. they're like individual seasons. I don't know. I never read the comic book, so I don't know how it'll translate into a different media format, but yeah, like well, if I'm, they did Umbrella Academy as a movie, I don't think I would like it nearly as much as I do. Yeah, that's fair. I think part of this too is like, I think we've talked about it before, but like Netflix kind of shifting more into movies. Yeah, well with their whole like one movie a week promise, right? Yeah, so yeah, I mean I'm I'm curious to get more information on this. Yeah, no, I'll definitely check it out. I mean, I like the dark some of the dark horse comics that turned, you know, film TV that I've seen so far. I enjoyed and like I didn't give a shit about Gossip Girl, but I still think Blake Lively's uh, a pretty good actress. Yeah, me too. So, so yeah, see how that goes. Yeah. And speaking of uh, a new movie every week, uh, so. Paramount Plus is uh, going to do that as well. They are saying uh, starting in 2022, they are going to debut a new original film every week. So initially when Netflix made this promise, I was like, perfect, sweet, new content every week, new movie every week. I'm excited. Maybe a guy can make a tradition of this. Like every Friday you watch the new Netflix movie. Yeah. Now that we're a little bit into this with Netflix popping out stuff every week, I don't know. Yeah. Like for the longest time, the running joke has always been, oh, look, Hollywood's out of ideas. Yeah. And that's when they're releasing, you know, however many a year as Hollywood in general. So now we're talking Netflix and Paramount Plus, both of them doing a minimum of 52 films a year. Not including all the other stuff that people are going to want to like try and release in theaters. Not including, you know, HBO Max ramping up their original movies. Not to mention Hulu ramping up their original movies. Like, we're going to get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of fucking movies a year now. And like, I just, my concern is like, we were already going, Hollywood's running out of ideas. Like, when you're throwing that much out there. Yeah, where's the quality going to be? Yeah. That's exactly it. You know, this one is weird, too, because, like, part of their, like, film every week is, like, stuff that was in theaters that they're going to drop on the platform. So, like, A Quiet Place, uh, part two, like, that opens in theaters next week, I think. Mm-hmm. And so 45 days later, it'll be on Paramount Plus as one of their, like, film every week kind of thing. So I think they're saying that, too. Uh, so when they say we're dropping a film every week, they don't mean like we're dropping a new Paramount Plus exclusive content film every week like Netflix is doing. They're just saying we're going to add a movie every week. Yeah, like some sort of a new movie every week. So I think that's going to be a mixture of like, hey, here's A Quiet Place Part 2. Mm-hmm. And then I think they're also going to do new original films. So, So I think it'll be a mixture, but but yeah, I also, that whole, like, where's the quality going to be? I mean, I think you already see that with Netflix. They're yeah, well, and, like, they've been doing this for a while now. <clears throat> yeah. How many of them have you actually, like, seen on Netflix and been like, yeah, that looks good. Let's watch it. Not a lot. Because I can't really, like, off the top of my head in the last, like, two months... 
None come to mind. Not a single one. Yeah, like for me, it's their action movie. Like, yeah, uh, like the old guards and like uh, whatever that Chris Hemsworth one. That e- e- extraction was that what yeah. it was called? Yeah, and like you know, Six Underground. You know, like those are the kind of ones that I'm like, yeah, those are those are good. But like, I know when I browse and I see like a drama or a comedy, like I look at it and go. Maybe. Yeah, I think the last one I watched was actually Thunder Force. Now that I think about it, oh really? Yeah, which wasn't super super great. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but on to like some actually like semi exciting stuff in the pandemic ravaged world yeah it looks like the toronto film festival is coming back in 2021 and they are going to do a hybrid in-person slash digital model yeah which i am actually all on board because like i'm not gonna lie i've actually always wanted to go to the toronto international film festival and the vancouver one right i've just never had the time and it's not like it's not crazy super easy to just like get tickets and go kind of thing right so the idea that part of this is going to be digital means that like a normal fucking Joe Blow my, myself might be able to actually see some of these films. Yeah, and they say, uh, so they kind of did this last year a little bit. And last year they did make some of the films available for public. You just had to buy a ticket. So. Which I'm all for. Yeah, I mean, depending on what it is. But... Yeah, well, but I mean, like, sometimes, like, I would say probably half plus are, like, indie smaller ones that, like, yep. you don't, you never really heard of and stuff. But occasionally, like, you you see, like, some actually, like, real big fucking stars that are up there promoting some kind of, like, new flick, right? Yeah. Yeah, and film festivals are also weird because it's, like, it's getting awards buzz, but it, like... There's also a business side of it where a lot of the movies don't have a home until mm-hmm. they get bought at these film festivals. Right? Yeah. So it's like a lot of it is like, hey, we're going to screen this movie in hopes that, you know, some production company picks it up for distribution or something. Right? Yeah, for sure. But that's, and yeah, that's like a lot of film festivals too. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're, we're showing this to the people that have wallets, you know, and hopefully yeah. they give us some. But, but yeah, I, do they have a lineup yet? Or I haven't seen one, but I haven't looked in a while, so maybe right. there's some kind of lineup now. Uh, no, it doesn't look like it. I mean, last year they had uh, things like Nomadland, and that movie was amazing, so... Still haven't seen it, but yep, sure. Oh, they also had like a Mad Malkinson's Another Round was at the Toronto International Film Festival. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, <laughs> decent films for sure. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to potentially get to see some of this stuff this, this year. Yeah, I'm curious, uh, like what ones they open to the public. So it doesn't say like they're going to do it for all of them. Yeah. Which... I don't know. Like, if you, if part of it is online, but then part of that online stuff, you're not letting the public in. Like, that seems weird. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I, this is cool. I think, uh, especially the part like opening it up to like the average person, I think is because it's like you said, it's one of those things that like kind of always wanted to do, but like. You know, it's kind of an ordeal to do it in person, right? So it's yeah to get that little bit of experience at home. I think is is cool. Mm-hmm. And so, some more Apple news. They got an upcoming comedy series that is going to star MJ Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Could be all right. 
It's I I was intrigued just because of the plot. Just trying to read down to find it. So it's it's Maya Rudolph plays a girl named Molly. Okay. Who, she's got like the perfect life, and then her whole life gets upended when her husband leaves her, but he leaves her with eighty-seven billion dollars. Oh, how generous! Yeah, and then Rodriguez plays Sophia. Who's the executive director of a nonprofit that is funded by Molly, who now is single and has $87 billion? Huh. An interesting plot. I kind of get what you mean. Mm -hmm. That seems like it could have legs. Huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right with that. There's some. Yeah, so I was just minorly intrigued and. Yeah. Maya Rudolph is typically pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, there's some meat on that plot. Says potential. Interesting. Yeah. I don't really have much else to say. I just saw that and I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. Me too. And then uh, we got foxes. Seems like they're fucking ramping things up here. They got. Uh, I'm just gonna merge these into one, but they yeah. just ordered new series, uh, like a new series order for a country music drama series called Monarch. Right. Which, yeah. I mean, don't care for country music, so. Well, don't they already have like something like that? Like, isn't there? Yeah, the one with Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. That I can't remember the name of because I don't no. care for country music dramas. <laughs> yeah, me, me neither. But they also ordered a new drama series that I actually am interested about called The Cleaning Lady, starring Elodie Young, where the premise of that is she is a uh, like super smart doctor who comes to the U.S. for medical treatment for her son, but the system kind of fails her. So uh, in her free time, she ends up becoming a cleaning lady for the mob. Yeah. That that one seems all right. Yeah, I was like, interesting. That could have uh, some cool interactions, you know, being, you know, kind of the outside person of the mob, mm. right? Yeah. Huh. I mean, this is also going to be broadcast, so like... Probably fun. not, yeah. Probably would... That kind of premise would do better on a show that can be a little more uncensored, but... Yeah. So, like, I hope it doesn't fall into the, like, kind of, here's the episode of the week. Kind of. She cleans different crime every week. Oh, yeah. If it becomes something like that, where it's like every episode is its own arc, then it's dead in the fucking water. But if they get, like, a good, like, season-wide story arc going, then... Yeah. Then it could be good. There's potential. I mean, like, I hate Fox but that's because they have this terrible tendency to take good shows and then just like cancel them out of nowhere. Yeah. But that being said, they do produce some good shows at times. Yeah. Yeah. They're one of the few like that is actually still doing like somewhat decent, I guess like weekly broadcast. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like they can actually put out some decent stuff. So, but they also have their own, pile of shit yeah i'm i'm curious to get more information to see whether this just turns into hey here's the procedural of the week or not yeah but yeah intriguing nonetheless yeah uh, that's uh really all i got as far as news goes yeah so uh some reviews on what we watched here. You uh, you watched a handful. Yeah, well, some of this is just like... <clears throat> I watched not all of it. I didn't complete. So, like The first thing like I got here on the list is the, that new Netflix series, The Son of Sam or Sons of Sam. Yeah. Which I'm only one in so far. And? But it's not bad. It's interesting. I don't remember a whole lot about Son of, Son of Sam. Like it definitely wasn't nearly as captivating as like the Zodiac Killer, no. like from that time frame. But <clears throat> we both really like these fucking true crime docs. So like, so far I'm intrigued, and I'm hoping 
The first episode was a little bit slow. Right. A little bit slower than I would have liked. But I think it's shaping up to be promising. And it's one of those like short limited series where it's like four episodes at an hour apiece or something to that effect. Yeah. It's a quick burn. Yeah. So like I I don't really have a whole lot to talk about it, but I wanted to bring it up because I did start in on it and I know that you're into that stuff. And so far it's not bad. It's holding promise. Hopefully as I carry on it follows through in the vein of some of Netflix's other ones. Yeah, I've been it's been on my list. I just haven't got around to checking it out yet. Mm-hmm. So. And then I also ended up burning through that great art heist one that you were talking about the other week. Oh yes. And which I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, that one was uh, super fascinating to me, at least because they went into all the areas of like the underground art, and I found that fucking fascinating. Yeah, that definitely was the more interesting aspect of all of it, where it's like, what does a guy do with a stolen painting worth this much money? You can't just go and sell it. So to see the whole like underground criminal and using it as collateral and stuff was was pretty pretty interesting stuff. And how it's like also kind of a get out of jail free card. <laughs> Well, in that one situation, yeah. But yeah. then a couple other guys were like, yeah, no, like that wouldn't be how it happens today. Yeah. I guess back then it was. Yeah. But definitely, definitely interesting. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed it. You, you you had me sold on it and it was good. It was entertaining. And more or less, it was just, it was just fascinating. Yeah. I, I think- see that, that whole world and how this worked and the fact that, they were able to steal that much like incredibly valuable art. Yeah. But not, and I guess it's, it's indicative of the time. Yeah. Because this happened like, you know, what was it? The eighties or something? Yeah, I think so. But like to have these, like these like Rembrandt kind of like, you know, these very valuable, very rare fucking paintings and like their whole security system is just like two guards, but they're not like, genuine security guards they're just like two dudes who just kind of like wander the museum yeah like that's who's in charge of keeping these like priceless pieces of artwork safe yeah the hippie dude that yeah literally was like taking bong rips (laughs) yeah yeah so i mean like a lot of that was kind of like what the fuck yeah um yeah i i think you're right it kind of shows like sign of the times Mm -hmm. but yeah i think that was my big takeaway with that documentary is like like fascinating like to see all the layers of it like how how it was back then and how they were able to just dress up as cops and walk in yeah know? and yeah i think that's the the best way to describe it it's just like fascinating yeah for sure and then i burned off thunder force because we were talking about that recently yeah which had its funny moments but it wasn't I don't know. It wasn't top tier in my books oh, as far okay. as like Netflix original stuff. Right. But there's just something about oh, what the fuck's her name now? Oh man. What's her name? What's her name? Melissa McCarthy? Yes. I don't find Melissa McCarthy that funny. I, I don't either like certain stuff i have but i'm just i've well i've seen her in movies where she has some like funny one-liners and stuff yeah. like that she has like funny moments but as far as like a comedic actress i, I i'm sorry i don't find her that funny yeah. i think she really and maybe it's not even her fault maybe it's just like typecasting in the way hollywood has her kind of pegged right now but she leans into that like that like chubby girl kind of humor and like goes into it hard yeah and it just i don't find it funny and i i think that's probably why i didn't find most of that movie very funny yeah i i think you know she's she's kind of in that you know, type where she has a very specific kind of comedic style mm-hmm. you know and if you like that then you're probably gonna like everything, everything she, puts she out. does yeah but if you're kind of like me and you, where it's like, eh, this comedy doesn't really hit for us, then it's like, it's not going to be in our wheelhouse. No, the one saving grace to that film is it actually has Jason Bateman in it. Okay. And like the whole premise of the film is like people are, can be born with superpowers. I can't remember what they call them. They have like a name for people with superpowers and pretty much all of the people with superpowers are dicks. Oh, 
Like, because it's 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 linked to a sociopathic gene. So oh. people who get superpowers are sociopathic. So they're all bad guys. There are no like good superheroes. Oh. So Melissa McCarthy and her friend, when they're young, her her friend is like, I when I grow up, I'm gonna do all this like super science and I'm gonna be able to like turn people into superpowers so we can fight these superhuman D bags. And that's kind of what happens, and they both get superpowers, and they decide they're going to make Thunder Force, and they're going to fight off all these terrible superhumans. I actually really like that premise, just not in a comedy. Yeah, so it it was an interesting premise. Yeah. And uh, so Jason Bateman ends up being one of these, I think they call them degenerates. Okay. So he's one of these degenerates with superpowers, but his superpower isn't really a superpower. He's just got... His arms are replaced by like lobster claws. What? Yeah. So it's just Jason Bateman with two long lobster claws for arms. Uh-huh. But there's this like this whole thing where like he's still like Jason Bateman, so he's still like handsome. So like at one point Melissa McCarthy kind of like stops him and some dudes from robbing a convenience store and they exchange like awkward looks like she kinda like, oh, he's kind of good looking, and he kind of like is into her, so they have this like awkward flirty moment. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then they end up like going on a couple dates, and he's like, I don't want to be a bad guy. He's like, it's just kind of the card I was dealt. And they like they form this like weird romantic relationship. Oh, and that okay, was yeah. like one of like the actual funny stuff that went on in that movie. Like oh, all okay. of Jason Bateman's like character and his role in that movie, and that was all funny. Yeah. I loved all that stuff, but everything else I didn't really care for. Yeah, and that's probably just comes down to like we both like Jason Bateman's comedy, you know, mm-hmm. and and don't like hers. So those parts seem like they would be good, but yeah, huh. yeah. But the one that I'm most excited to talk about is I watched fucking Invincible on Amazon. Oh, that's the uh, the animated one. Yeah, and it was so fucking good. I've heard that. So so fucking good, man. Like that. I, I could, I couldn't. I had several friends that were like, "Yeah, you should check it out. It's pretty good. It's pretty good." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll get there. I'll get there." And then I finally sat down and watched it, and I burned off half the season in like one sitting, and then the very next night watched the rest. Oh, so like just crushed the whole all eight episodes in like two sittings, and they're hour long episodes too. Oh, really? Yeah. But, like, the cast list, man. Okay. Have, have you heard of the cast list? I, I know nothing about this show. Okay, well, let me just, let me just go down the list here. So, <clears throat> Stephen Yen from Walking Dead. Yeah, awesome. San- Sandra Oh. Okay. J.K. Simmons. Okay. Zazie Beats of Atlanta fame. Okay. And Deadpool 2. Yeah. Uh, Gray Griffin. I can't remember what she's from. Kevin Michael Richardson, Walter Goggins, huh? Jillian okay. Jacobs, Zachary Quinto, Chris Diamantopoulos, which if you ever saw Silicon yeah. Valley, he was the three comma guy. Yeah. Jason Manzukas. Yeah. Clancy Brown, Mark Hamill, uh, John Hamm, Seth Rogen, Gary Anthony Williams, and that's not even like the full cast. Yeah, that that's... That's a cast. <laughs> yeah. Holy right? shit, yeah. That is a fucking cast and a half, man. Oh, Robert Kirkman made this. Yeah. It's interesting. It's good. It was so good. But what really, really sold me on it yeah. was they absolutely nailed the soundtrack for this show. Oh, did they? They fucking nailed it. All right. Like, you, like I said it before and I've said it a million times and I'll continue to say it a million in the future. But like when a film or a TV show like nails the soundtrack to go along with like the scene that's playing before me, like when they get that music just perfectly matched for that scene, it's a, it's a huge like bump, I guess, in how much I like a show. Oh yeah. Right. Like the soundtrack, it's not everything, but like you can make or break a show depending on what you have going for the soundtrack. And this show absolutely nailed the soundtrack. Okay. I would say like half of the songs that were featured in this series, I actually already had. 
and the way they implemented them into the various scenes in the various episodes were just like perfect. And then the other half that I didn't have, I immediately fucking went on like Toon Finder and downloaded all of them. Tritine. But good. And you look at it and you're like, oh, this looks kind of like a a silly fucking Amazon cartoon. But like, yeah, it's dark. I I think it's dark. Yeah. And I think that's why I didn't watch it in the first place, because I saw it and I had that exact thought. But knowing that it's not that. No, that's and that's what turned me off, too, because like in browsing, like, oh, what should I watch now? Like I came across it and I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to see an Amazon original kids cartoon. No, thanks. Yeah. But now that like I have watched it, like it's violent, it's graphic, it's gory, and it has like foul language printed through or sprinkled throughout. And the whole storyline gets like pretty fucking dark at times. But then it's also incredibly lighthearted and fun while simultaneously being like dark and graphic. It just like it's a fucking masterpiece. Like the whole thing was just so well done. And then when you have it backed with that amazing soundtrack and that unbelievable cast. Yeah. Like the entire series was a slam dunk. Like I completely knocked me off my feet. It was not what I was expecting at all. And I couldn't have been happier that I sat there and like burned it all. I was actually kind of disappointed that it took me so long to watch this show. Like having watched it now, like I yeah. can't, I can't wait. I can't wait for another season. Like I'm just like, I had lots of shows and series I watch and I'm like, fuck, I can't wait. Like the boys, right? Like I can't yeah. wait for another season of the boys. Yeah. I'm like beyond, beyond pumped waiting for another season of this. Like I would say maybe not quite as much as excited for this as I am for another season of the boys, but pretty damn close. Okay. Like I'm sitting here in anticipation, like also partially sad that I watched it so fast because now I have to wait so long to get more. Yeah, fair enough. I'll, I'm going to bump that up on the queue because I I had that exact same thing where like that first impression is not at all what the show actually is. So now that I know that it's not that, I'll probably watch it. So. Yeah, no, it was so good. You're going to watch it and you're going to be like, that was fucking fantastic. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out because I think it was that initial, like, when you first initially see it, you're like, oh, that just, like you said, looks like a kind of dumbass cartoon. Kind of knowing that it's super not that. Yeah, no, super not that at all. Huh. Like, I- slam dunk. Like, absolutely slam dunk. Some of the best shit that Amazon has put out since they became a streaming service. Interesting. Yeah. Oof, I was floored. So fucking good. Like huh. can't 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 give it a, a a more glowing review than what it's at now. Like just good job Amazon. Good job Robert Kirkman. Like you guys really fucking smashed this one. Huh. Alright then. Mm-hmm. You've sold me. Uh, yeah, and that's really all I watched. Yeah. So I uh, watched a few things. So I uh, finished off Snowpiercer Season 2. And, okay, uh, and? I like it. I dig it. I, it's, uh, there's something about it, eh? Like, you kind of get drawn in. Yeah, like, it's... I think that's a great way of describing it, because, like, I don't think it's the greatest show, uh, but I don't think it's a bad show. I think it's just a really well-done show that, like, kind of keeps keeps you wanting more like uh, there's something about it where it's just like i i enjoy watching this and i like i want to see where it goes Mm -hmm. and and, uh and yeah it's uh oh shit why can't i think john bean he's amazing in season two Um, so diabolical yeah yeah uh real fucked up villain where you know i think it's uh yeah he plays a great villain where you're just like man i hate this guy Um, yeah he really he makes it very easy to fucking hate him. Yes, because he's a total piece of shit. Um, yeah, uh, I I liked it. I'm I'm curious where they're gonna go with that show, with how they ended it. Um, so spoilers, I guess, for a second. So if you haven't seen it, skip ahead a few minutes. Um, but they kind of reveal that like maybe some of the, uh, where the show is gonna go is like outside of the train on Earth. Because it's mm-hmm. warming up, so like I'm curious if that ends up being where the show goes, or if it still is kind of on this train, right? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I'm curious about that too. Because I like, I'm trying to think. Would I like that show if it wasn't on this cool ass train? I and I don't know that I would like it as much. Like, I think the environment of that train, I think, is really cool. So. Yeah, well, I imagine it'll be because, like, they're gonna get their fucking their data back and be like, okay, there are hotspots, but I don't think that they're gonna be able to go right into. No. Well, like I think I think it's going to be a whole nother season at least where they try to reconnect the train, try to let everyone on the train know that Sean Bean is full of fucking shit, that the yeah. world is changing, and then it's going to be a power struggle where like Sean Bean, you know, doesn't want everyone to know this or is going to try and lie his way out because like on the train he's king, right? Uh-huh. If people can actually repopulate the world and like be off this fucking train, then he's not king anymore, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I would expect that we get at least one more season where it's it, where it's train focused. Yeah. And I guess it all depends too how much they want to uh like abide by the movie that came before this, right? You know, cuz if mm-hmm. you think cuz if you're going to go okay, we're going to super tie into like the lore of it, you know, this is based before the movie, you know, and the movie takes place on the train. <laughs> right? So it's like by de facto, that would kind of say that they never get off the train, or they do and then have to get back on it, maybe, but... Yeah, well, and they say in the show, too, that, like, the world's warming up, but it's not, it's still not warm enough yet, right? Like, they still need super fucking suits and all that other stuff. I'm really curious to see, now that they were able to turn what's-her-name into, like, someone who can withstand the cold with, like, all that genetic skin mapping and the drugs they were giving her, you know what I'm talking about? Josie? Yeah, yeah. Like, now that, like, because she's part of this fucking effort, right? So, like, if they come back and they're like, hey, not only is the world warming up, but we have the ability and the technology on this train to, like, allow people to be able to withstand the cold. Oh, yeah. So, is that going to become center-focused? Is it going to be like, hey, if we can get everyone here to take these fucking pills... Yeah. And like burn off these surgeries, then we can go out into the world right now. Or do they go, hey, the world's warming up. It's still going to be 20 years. So let's figure out how we survive this train. Yeah. So we got to overthrow Sean Bean. Like there's a couple different directions that they yeah. could take this off in. So I'm curious to see which one they pursue. Yeah. And I think that's, um, I think that says something about the show. Like all of the kind of different plot threads, like they're very interesting. Right. And I think that comes back to like, what I said earlier, like there's something about the show that makes me want to keep watching it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think it's the way they do like the kind of tidbits of like, Oh, okay, here's a little plot thread and here's another little plot thread and little side story. Like they're all interesting and done well enough that like you can bring them out of the bag in a future season, you know, or you can leave it be right. You know? So I think, mm-hmm. I think that part is really well done. Yeah, it definitely was a surprise hit for me. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, uh, I think I think it's good. I'm, I hope they make a few more seasons of that. Well, me too. So, but it's Netflix, so we'll get one more season, and then they'll cancel it. Yeah, probably. But yeah, totally, uh, totally on board for more of that show. Yeah, me too. Can't wait for another one. Yeah. Then I checked out the uh, first two episodes of. Uh, one of those power spinoffs. And? Uh, so it was Power Book Ghost. That is the one that uh, takes okay. place with uh, Ghost's family after he dies. Yeah. It, and, uh... Eh, Not I mean, as good as, as, as Power? Yeah. And I think it's because... And I think I mentioned this when I talked about Power. Like, I really like the stuff with Ghost and Tommy and all of that stuff, and the stuff with Ghost's family, like I never liked in the original show. And so it just focuses on that in this in this spinoff, at least. And I think it just kind of reaffirmed that, like, I, I didn't really like those plot lines in the actual show, so to have a dedicated show based on that plot line, I don't think is for me. Mm, if that makes enough. sense. Um, but I mean, it is, it, like, it's very well done. And I'm gonna give it a few more episodes, because I mean, powers. It's got my respect enough that I'll check out a few before I 
skit it or whatnot, but uh, yeah, it's super well done. It has the same intro, which is super cool. Because oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that fucking intro. Yeah, I know you do. It, it's a, it's such a good R and B song. Love it. Um, but yeah, it, like it's super well done, and it has a bunch of people um, from the show, right? Like it's got that same the same kind of lawyers and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that, so it's yeah. I mean, it's it, it's very well done, and I think if you liked those subplots in the show, you'll very much like this. But I think just like for me, I was like not into them. So to get a full show on them, I'm like, yeah, right. So yeah, it's, I'm like, it's I have it queued up. I just haven't like taken the time to actually watch it yet. Yeah, and that's just because like by the end of the original series, I was kind of like, fuck this guy's kid. Yeah, yeah. So like. It made me dislike his character enough in the show that I was like, I don't know if I care to see like it's centered around him, but like yeah. I like the show enough that maybe I'll check it out. When they do the power book with Tommy and what he's doing now, that yeah. one I'll be all fucking over. Yeah, I'm really interested in that one. And then, uh, so the other one is starting up this summer uh, based on Kanan when he was a young kid. Oh, that, yeah. That one I'm also interested in. Um but yeah, I mean, like, I think it's definitely worth checking out because it's, it's more power. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, within a few episodes, you can probably tell if it's like, okay, I want to stick with this or ah, that one, the spinoff isn't for me. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. But like, like I said, like, it's, it's not bad. It's just not. It's not or, power. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not for me because it's focusing on the storylines I didn't like. So, yeah. But if you like those storylines in power, you'll like this because it's, done just as good as power um it's just yeah which by the way just want to take a moment to point out that power was another one of my absolutely perfect glowing recommendations yes 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 power is good yeah i'll i'll watch one or two more and check back in see if it's something i'll stick with or not but yeah. fair enough then uh Walker came back from a little hiatus, and uh, I still don't know why I'm watching that show. Yeah, um, I see that you wanted to talk about Walker, and I, my first thought was, I can't believe you're still watching that show. Yeah, uh, me neither. Um, because it is just a basic procedural uh, at the end of the day. And uh, yeah, I, I think I'm watching it just because I like uh, Jared. So yeah, I, like, it's, it's almost like w- when you're watching Riverdale, like it's just like you keep watching it and it's like I don't know why. It's I'm like, the I'll tell you exactly why. And it's because I have this like weird OCD where like if I did like jump into a series, I can't not finish it. Oh, fair enough. Like if it's one or two episodes or like I like a couple, then that's one thing I can probably like skid it. It would still bother me a little bit, but I could probably skid it, but like if I get like one or two seasons into a show, there's no turning back. I have to watch it to completion. Oh, fair enough. But, uh, but yeah, like I'm still watching. I think it's just because, like, it's. I like him, and it's like kind of a little bit of a wholesome kind of family moments in it. Like, it's, it's a very easy watch um, that I don't know why I keep watching it, but uh, but here I am. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know that I have much more to say about that other than, like, hey, if you want, like, kind of procedural networky show, this is actually a very well done one of those. Maybe that's why I'm still watching it. But I mean, yeah. if, you, if you're getting entertainment out of it, then, I mean, you're getting value out of it. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's an easy watch, but at the same time, like, you know, they'll do something and I'm like, oh, okay, so... So that guy's going to be the bad guy at the end of the show, and then the end of the show comes, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's the bad guy, you know. And it's got like you know this stupid CW, you know, some rating where it's just like, you know, real people don't. That's that's not how that works. But okay, yeah, you know? um, yeah. But uh, yeah, like <laughs> it's just spoilers for episode ten of Walker. Um, his daughter fucking sneaks into a prison. And it's like, what? wait, what? Like, <laughs> like she's just huh? like, yeah, like she walks up to like this prison area where they're doing like a work release because this boy she's dating is like 
his dad maybe wants to kill her dad or something. And I don't know where in the show she got the code to fucking open up this work release program. But she just types in a code and then just starts walking around this prison work release area. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, that's that's a very loose, uh, a loose rating area. Like, okay, sure. Um, so, like, there's, like, and that's what I mean. It's, like, there's some of that CW kind of bullshit writing where you're just like, ah, if you can put that aside, right, and try not to think about that too much. But, uh... All yeah. right, then. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'm committed to it now, so I'll, I'll keep watching it. But, <laughs> okay, yeah. you, you do you. And then it's pretty much all I've been watching other than I've been watching Mare of Easttown on HBO every week. That's still very good. So, Is it? Yeah. Still a big fan. Hmm. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, as far as like uh, reviews this week, that's all I got as well. Yeah, but there are a few things that I am uh, very much looking forward to in the upcoming week here. Yes, the first one being that new uh, Crime of the Century documentary series on HBO. Right, and so what's which, that one based on again? Um, I, if if I recall correctly, it is uh, like on the OxyContin. Right, right. Yeah, a Syrian indictment of big pharma and political operatives and government regulations that enable overproduction, reckless distribution, and mass abuse of synthetic opiates. Yeah. That, uh, so is that uh, like a documentary movie, or are they doing that as a series? They're doing it as a two-part series. At oh. least as of right now, there's only two parts listed, and the first one airs tomorrow, and the second part airs on Tuesday. Oh, so real quick. Yeah. like in 24 hours quick that's why i'm like very fucking excited oh i uh think i had heard about that just told me Mm -hmm. interesting i'll have to add that to my list yeah Yeah, can't wait there's actually a lot of stuff coming out in the next few weeks like that new spiral song movie comes out it's finally coming out yeah it's coming out like this week or next week in theaters, I think, which, I mean, if you're in the States, you can probably go to a theater and watch it. Or where we are, we fucking can. But And then that Netflix Army of the Dead comes out real soon. And I'm real excited for that. Yeah, that one's, I'm very excited for that as well. It's going to be really good, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, I think if you like that kind of like original Zack Snyder kind of dumb zombie like day of the dead kind of style yeah. i think that's what this is going to be um it was funny actually it was uh in regards to that i was reading an interview with dave batista because they asked because he had the option to do it was like that or some other movie and people were like why did you take this one instead of the other one wasn't it suicide squad yeah yeah because people are like you were ridiculous for making this choice and he was talking in the interview he was like Oh, it's very simple. Like, I like Zack Snyder. Uh, this was a lead role, and it paid me a lot of money. And uh, I just like the script. <laughs> I was like, that's one of the most honest answers I've ever seen in an interview. Yeah, no kidding. It's like, he straight up was just like, yeah, this one, like, I was a, the leading star. Um, so I got more money, and uh, I like Zack Snyder. So, yeah. And I was like, I wish all, everyone was as honest as him. <laughs> yeah, well, and he's... He already has a, a working relationship with James Gunn, right? Through yeah. Guardians, right? So, yeah. like, as far as, like, future career options to go and form a relationship with Zack Snyder ain't gonna hurt. No. No. So it's, uh, it's, it's just a funny thing reading the article. I was like, huh, that's, that's a real honest answer, and I really dig it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, anything else is coming out? And there's some stuff later on in the month, but no ways. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Big I just, things ahead. I really want uh, theaters to open up where we are because we're starting to get more theater releases and we can't watch them. Yeah, it's fucking painful. So it's, yeah. And uh, like a few of them aren't day and dating on streaming services, so which sucks even more. But yeah, that's even worse. Is 
Like I see my, the release calendar, and I'm like, oh, I really want to see that, and I'm like, well, shit, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's all. That's all I got. Yeah. Then, uh, so a little bit of housekeeping. So next next two weeks, we won't have a a weekly episode release, uh, but on the thirtieth, we will be dumping. Uh, Two episodes for those two weeks plus our normal air date of the 30th yes yes so just a little bit of a bit of a break but uh you'll get them all at once so. mm-hmm. and uh as always if you have a question or or anything want to get our thoughts on something we talked about or any of that jazz shoot us an email at uh tuning through the static at gmail.com and, uh, our Twitter handle is the same. So, I thought our Twitter handle was static tuning. I think it is, but I think if you search tuning through the static, I think it also uh, comes up. Fair, fair. I think that's how Twitter works. Maybe. I Maybe. Don't use Twitter all that often. I mean, it should probably start more, I suppose, eh? Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, feel free to reach out. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I guess I'll, I'll uh, catch you on the next one. Yeah, later.